versus the algorithm is my pursuit to beat the social media algorithm by having one-on-one -on -one conversations with the people that I follow on Instagram. Each episode I will interview a new person from my feed and we will discuss the role social media plays in our lives. On this episode we get to know the illustrious Mandy Kasky. Uh, my name is Mandy Kasky and I am a Columbus-based painter. Um, I do a lot of things in the community, uh, like promote public art and uh, advocate for artists to get paid. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much what I do. I, I do murals and commission-based work and gallery shows, so a little bit of everything. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we've known each other for a while. Long time. Like we knew each other before Instagram and everything. Was mm, pretty much. Popping right. Well, it was like around, but we. I think it was like, like Instagram high was school, still. Like, it was still like that weird typeface. That yeah. Was like, and it was blue and like, <laughs> yeah. There was only there were filters. People were always using those weird like sepia tones. And yeah, like, like hipstamatic or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was yeah. those. So we were like in the super primitive ages <laughs> of it back then. Yeah. But um, I remember we met at CCAD. Uh, do you remember? I do. I remember it very Why well. Why don't you tell the people? Um, so at the time... <laughs> don't judge me, please. This is so funny. At the time... Well, don't judge me. At the time, I was dating one of the administrative advisors. <laughs> and I was just walking out of his office. When here comes Ariel, just waltzing in, probably stoned. <laughs> was it stoned? Yeah. <laughs> probably. I was looking for the cafeteria, so yeah. I yeah, was stoned. yeah. But I was high too, yeah. so stoner boners. Yeah, for real. You know what happens? Yeah. Our kids. <laughs> but he walks in. <laughs> He's like, is this the cafeteria? I'm like, oh, <laughs> sweetie, no. What did I walk into? Fucking Kanzani? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to the fucking auditorium. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm like, come here. And I grabbed, <laughs> I grabbed your arm and we sat down and ate lunch together. Yeah. That was, uh, that was start of a beautiful relationship. And then, funny enough, I was heading to the Dominican Republic. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm Dominican. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was a small world. For real though. Mm -hmm. How did that trip go? Oh, it was fun. It was much needed yeah. after high school and everything. It was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. That's good. Mm -hmm. I fucking love Dominican Republic. I haven't been there in a really long time, but it's fucking insane. The food is fucking great. Mm -hmm. The beaches, just the everything. And it's awesome. really cheap to go and like stay in a resort and all mm -hmm. that stuff. Yeah, we were in a resort. We kind of branched out and we took a like a bus up to go zip lining and it was like a two hour drive and we went through like a bunch of like villages and mm -hmm. stuff and it was absolutely stunning. That's it was cool. just absolutely stunning. Yeah. It was so fun. That's dope. That's yeah. like what's a bummer is like if you actually live there it fucking sucks for those people. Oh yeah. Like the corruption is, is insane mm -hmm. over there. It's very sad. But like, we think shit's bad over here, but like mm -hmm. Bananas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, talking to everybody. They, they were so nice. Everybody was so nice. Like, I mean, obviously, I worked at a resort, but even like in the villages, it was, it was eye opening for me at that age, for sure. How old are you? Like 18? Yeah. 18? Yeah. And that was my first time out of the country. So it was something oh, really different 
for me to experience is cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, dude. I, I what did you what did you think of? Um, so, okay, so we met at CCAD, Columbus mm-hmm. College of Art and Design. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in Columbus, Ohio, people. So, uh, what did you think the first couple years you were there? Like, what was it like for you? Well, I was only there for two years, um, and I dropped out. But I feel like the first year I was very reclusive. Like, I still hung out with people, but I definitely did not have that, like, college mentality, you know? Like... Because it's such a small school, it's kind of hard to... Yeah, and, like, the competition was pretty high. So, it was, like, if you slacked, then it was obvious. It Mm -hmm. wasn't, like, something to where, like, you had a massive class and... If you didn't show up or if you didn't do your homework that no one would notice it was more or less like you were called out essentially and like i like that i was definitely i was like on the president's list and stuff like i worked my ass off um but like into my second year it just kind of felt like i was just going in a different direction than what i saw myself Mm -hmm. originally um so I'm originally from Lima, Ohio, and uh, made my way um, down to Columbus. Uh, Lima is an hour and a half northwest of Columbus, Ohio, a uh, small town. And my first experience in actually an art museum was here in Columbus when I was a freshman in college. So that was... Uh, At the Museum of Art here, mm-hmm. right by the CCD? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I was with you, actually, in Blaze. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I think we went in there. I think it might have been for the Carvaggio show. Mm. I don't know if you remember that. But I don't. I don't know. But it's probably stoned again. Yeah, yeah, we were pretty high last Dude, time. I've been on Sober October. Yeah? I haven't smoked weed since. But I started not smoking weed back in September. So it's, wow. I think at the end of this week, it'll be a month. Wow. Yeah. And then I also gave up caffeine. I haven't had oh, coffee nice. all of October or booze. Mm. And I cut back on meat significantly. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm eating meat maybe like twice yeah. or three times a week rather than, mm-hmm. or three days out of the week rather than all the days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been and I also gave up roosters. I want to shoot myself because I love roosters? chicken wings. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you do love you chicken do. wings. I fucking love chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I've cut I've cut down on meat too. I don't eat it that often. I've actually eaten kind of like a like a uh, vegan diet really? recently. Yeah. But then sometimes I'll be like, I need some steak. You know. So I'm not vegan. Totally should be like yeah. just pick and choose. Absolutely. It's like whatever my body needs at the time. I need mm. a little bit of iron, then I eat a bloody yeah. bloody steak. So the competition was high at CCAD. Yeah. I, dude, I felt the same way. Like, yeah. I thought some, and I was in the advertising program, mm-hmm. so it was, and you were in the fine arts. Yeah. So, like, it, I, I would say they were both equally as competitive, just in different ways. Mm-hmm. I would agree. But the advertising one was, like, really fucked, because it was, like, so structured. It was more mm-hmm. like, can you follow this line or not, mm-hmm. rather than, like, whoops, the, the fine arts program, it's like is your shit good in general Mm -hmm. or not? Mm -hmm. Or, like, can you, like, meet this timeline? But with the ad program, it was so just, like, 
make the, your shit look like this guy's shit. Yeah. And if it doesn't, then I'm sorry, but you're not going to get a job. Mm-hmm. There was definitely, like, a, a structured format, I would say, to some of the... Because, like, Jacob, he was... My, my ex at the time, he was in illustration, and I could see everything that they wanted the illustration students to make. And it was interesting because everybody was making the same thing. That's nice. That was really odd. Yeah. And for the fine arts, though, I feel like a lot of the teachers were, like, screaming for conceptual, 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 conceptual. And at the time... Like contemporary. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, give me, give me what this leaf means to you with a stain of blood on it. Like... I don't know. It was, <laughs> it was like one of those things where you bullshit to get an A, and I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. It was less meaningful to me. But at the time, though, I was more geared towards like realism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely into. Because that's your skill. It's like you can. You're really good at. Yeah, I, I just, details. Well, I also like to just m- reproduce things that were in real life. That was just like a thing for a minute, and I feel like I backed away from that, obviously. Um, but just with everybody just being like, "Oh, what does this, what does this mean to you?" And I'm just like, "Dude, it's just a fucking grape." Yeah. For real. <laughs> like, look at how good I drew it. That's what it means. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, that shit's annoying. Yeah. That shit is really But uh, I actually dropped out. Um, well, I stopped going the last two weeks. I actually had all of my work done for every class. I just stopped and just didn't turn anything in. Actually, some teachers passed me still because they knew I had the work done. Wow. Just like, I just didn't show up. I just it stopped. Didn't need it anymore. Yeah, well, and not only that, it was just like I knew at that time, like, my depression was so, like, harsh to deal with. And I knew it was because of school. Like, I knew this is not the direction I wanted. This is not how I envisioned my college career going. Mm-hmm. Even though it was going it was going well, I just didn't, it didn't feel right. And so I just stopped. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend at the time actually helped a lot. You know, Jacob was like, you know what, I support you. Like, do your thing. If you want to do this and you feel wholeheartedly about it, like, let's do it. Like, got your back. And I was like, cool. It's awesome to have people that, like, get it and support you. Because, I mean, families, you know, they were kind of harsh about it. But at the end of the day. Plus, like, the money behind it never helps. No. That shit doesn't help. My my parents were like, dude, are you sure you want to do this? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know anything else. I got to finish now. Mm -hmm. I I had kind of the same the same uh deal when i got to my junior year mm-hmm. like once i was like halfway through that i was like i just want to get the fuck out of here like everybody yeah. else that's here it's like and one i think also that what i had to do with it was i took a break for a second so then when i came back i was like older mm-hmm. than most people so i was just like and all the homies were gone kind of not even that because mm-hmm. like i was i had friends in all all the grades or whatever mm-hmm. anyways and like that that part wasn't it wasn't even that it was just like people were just like immature in a lot of a lot of classes and people yeah. were just like i'm gonna do this the same thing that i found on pinterest and it's like um, that's not yeah. the point like yeah. try like find something like do something that's different mm-hmm. and like stress that and flush that out and see what you can come up with Absolutely. 
It's supposed and, to be time of experimentation. Right, mm-hmm. right. And, like, I felt like some of my professors got that. Mm-hmm. But then, like, so my stuff was always, like, stood out compared to everyone else in my class. Because mm-hmm. it, was, it, was, it was either, like, all the way in left field mm-hmm. or, like... Everyone else was all the way in left field, and I was like, got what was going on. Yeah. It wasn't like, it was never really the same. But anyways, after that, like, once I got to my junior year, I started realizing, like, okay, I need to start looking for a job. I need to start Mm -hmm. doing this. My intentions just shifted, Mm -hmm. and then it just felt like I was wasting my time. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just like, fuck, like, I gotta find an internship and just, like, focus on that Mm -hmm. and not... Like, just fucking leave school, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I get that. Yeah, but then... So, I, I, like, I started getting internships. And, like, then once I found out I could get an internship mm-hmm. and substitute that for the classes... Yeah. Then it was a wrap. Like, I was like, okay, well, I'm never going to fucking be here. I'm going <laughs> to go over here, get paid for this, uh-huh. and pay you money. Just give it to you fuckers because <laughs> you're charging me for stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, so expensive. Dude, I started. I got. I started to get really, really like on their ass. Like I would go over everything. I was like, "Well, I didn't get any supplies for this, so you better take that away." This class didn't give me any supplies, mm-hmm. and it says here that I paid two hundred bucks for supplies in this class. Mm-hmm. I'm using my computer. I've never used it. They've never given me shit. Mm-hmm. Um, what is this lab fee? What is this? What is yeah. that? What is this? What is that? It got to the point where I was getting like thousands of dollars taken off That's every amazing. semester, rather than like. Yeah, and then true. and they don't teach you that shit, so people are just getting fucking tricked the right? whole time. Yeah, and also another thing, it's like you've been going into it. I thought I should have had a business class. Like yeah, your freshman year, like every semester, you should have one fucking business class because you are like always learning. Stuff. Yep, you're always learning in business, and I never have one. And I was told that you actually have, you finally have a business class your senior year. Which is fucking, doesn't make That's sense. That's absurd. Doesn't that make is sense. Because by then it's too late and you're just rushing to like figure out how to charge people for shit. Well, not only that, like you don't know how to conduct a business. You don't know how to sell yourself. And that's like half of the game here. Yeah. Like if people don't like the work, sometimes it doesn't fucking matter. It's how you sell yourself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> So honestly, true, so true, so true. Honestly. But if you're really talented and you don't know how to speak to people, you're not going to sell shit. Yeah, I can think of like five people right now. No, oh, me too. Myself included. That are just amazing. That are amazing painters or designers and they just don't really know how to inter- interact with people mm. or sell themselves. So they just... They're sitting pretty. It yeah. Sucks. Yeah. It's it, it it's it, it's a bummer because then like you just look at them and you're just like, dude, like, just put that shit on a t-shirt, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, how can I help you? Yeah, like, man. What can I do? Like, you're fucking talented. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, so then I got ended up getting a, a an internship my senior year, mm-hmm. and I just kind of dealt with that. I was like. It dealt for 12 of my credits, mm-hmm. so then I had two other classes my senior year, oh, and then yeah. I was just trying to make money the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. Which is smart. I don't think anyone else has done that mm-hmm. since me, and that's because I was on their ass. I was like, you guys need to do what I say or I'm going to fucking leave. Yeah. I'm not going to pay you for this shit either, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I yeah. fucking lawyered up and everything. Oh man, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So, so you came up here from Lima. Yeah, yeah, Lima, Ohio. 
That's crazy. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting upbringing. It was mostly farm and industry. Now you're a city gal. <laughs> now I'm a city gal, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do, do love the country, though. Um, It did. Yeah. It took me like three years to really feel at home. But also, I wasn't 21 yet, so I didn't really... It wasn't about the drinking. It was really about the social aspect of being 21. Like, being able to go to gallery shows and drinking wine and communicating and stuff like that. So... I felt like that was a big part of my shift into more of the community side of Columbus. Mm -hmm. um, but also, when I dropped out, I started doing more street art with my boyfriend at the time. And that, that really is what sparked the whole... Yeah, I feel like that's when you were like, oh shit, there's this. Yeah, yeah. And that's when Birdie kind of became a thing not only because my friends tortured me shame <laughs> so it's, that's like your brand now miss birdie or is yeah. it just birdie miss birdie but i mean i signed things with birdie mm. but yeah miss birdie is just because birdie isn't available on, on instagram. instagram see how we're back to the instagram some, some guy tried to make me buy it like he bought it from like some chinese guy that never posted on it and then i was just like hey like you don't post anything like he's just like yeah Oh, eight hundred dollars. You're joking, wow, right? What a bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but not. He didn't even sell it because the person that he wanted to buy it, which is a famous person, mm -hmm. didn't buy it, and so now he's just sitting on it. And I'm like, I want to contact Instagram and be like, this. Is not yeah, cool. I, I was gonna say like that famous person would just go to Instagram and be like, yo, yeah. this. I think this and is. And he a was big rude account. too. Yeah. yeah. Damn, that's another aspect I never would have thought it's of. It's not okay. People just buying shit. Yeah. I um that kind of happened to me with this whole like, so I go by Apeg mm -hmm. on Instagram and my design company or like my design identity like mm -hmm. my LLC or whatever is Apeg Design mm -hmm. and I tried to go try to get it on the website and then I have it because somebody bought Apeg Design and Apeg Designs but uh, it's just a blank page that just sits there it's not even a real company. And like, that's stupid. Same thing. Like, I tried to get it, and it was like worth a lot of money, and I was just like, people just sit. I'll just use it. my name. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fucking annoying. It's super annoying. It's like people are actually trying to make things. Like. Yeah, I kind of have a conspiracy. Back to my paranoia. I have a conspiracy that like it's somebody that I know. Really. I'm afraid it's like people that I work with, maybe. Oh. I, I don't know. But. Hmm. I'm just gonna leave it, <laughs> you know, and just do my own shit. Mm -hmm. I'm about to buy my own uh, name as a web. Like Mandy Kasky? Mm -hmm. That's smart. Because mm -hmm. yeah. then that's more, more like of an umbrella. Like one day you you decide to become Tiger or do something with Tiger. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Just put it under there. Yeah, for sure. Like, I already have the Birdie, Birdie Co. Oh, like a website? Mm-hmm. Mm. I bought that. Uh, I was actually really surprised. There was a bunch of different birdies, but, like, not the way I spelled it, and, like, with the company at the end, mm -hmm. that was different, so I got lucky with that. That's good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, street art really changed, changed some things for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In what ways? Like, what... I think it was... Because uh, I feel like you you really did hit like a transition from 
like when I remember you, like when we used to live together, mm-hmm. you were doing like you were doing a little bit of street art or whatever, but you were doing a lot of like activations for people mm-hmm. or like live painting for people. Not exactly street art, but maybe a little more towards mural stuff. But you were like kind of being commissioned more, or maybe like painting people's dogs and shit like that. You <laughs> yeah. know? But then you just started like, no, fuck it, I'm hit the streets. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, what about that made you, like, fuck everything else, I'm doing this? Uh, I think it was, I, I think it goes back to just the freedom of it and, like, trying to explore expression in yourself. And I think the street art definitely gave headway to a different point of expression for me. Um, because no one was dictating it, only I was. It was kind of, I was curating my own show constantly. Mm-hmm. And and also creating my own environments. And I think that was really important to now. Like, you know, having my first solo exhibition, um, I created an environment, or at least I tried to. Like, I really w- was interested in making textures on the walls and making somebody feel like they're walking into a new space. Because, like, that's how I was painting outside of college, was I was going into these abandoned places and painting huge painting on surfaces, like, making them a part of the environment. And I think uh, that's something that still holds very, very true with, like, the work that I'm producing today. Mm -hmm. You know, I was talking to um, to Adam, to Mm -hmm. Big Man Japan. Mm Mm-hmm. And he told me he, he used to take you guys around to places and he like showed you guys a lot of those spots. Yeah, he did. He's like, what? Yeah. And like and I told him, I was like, dude, when you were doing that, he used to did he ever come over to the house to the apartment? Yeah. I he I told him about that. He was like, What? He was like it's like, yeah, dude, I'm pretty sure like we met we probably <laughs> met there before. He's my neighbor now, so Oh, is he? Yeah, we hang out. I love he that. He comes too. over to my house every once in a while mm-hmm. and like we see each other in a lot of places. He's really good friends with my roommate, Ed. Mm-hmm. They're always like together and shit. So I see him a lot more than ever before. Mm-hmm. And um, I told him about that. He was like, oh shit, dude, you are that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Really funny. That's so funny. Yeah, he's great. He's a, he's a cool dude. Yeah, we definitely had like this little crew that we traveled around with sometimes. It was, it was really fun. Or like, we'd text each other pictures of different places that we find, be like, oh shit, where's that? Like, oh my god, and then drop like a pin for each other. <laughs> like, I'm going there. Like, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool for a minute. It's fun. It was a good way to drop out of college <laughs> start start doing that full time mm-hmm. it was a very interesting dynamic isn't it weird how like when you kind of get rid of like wanting to get something out of something uh-huh. like when you do it when your only intention is to like express yourself or to do it for no reward mm-hmm. then you get all the reward yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. then it becomes more about yourself and that less about what people are even going to think about it it's mm-hmm. just like I want to do it because it's going to feel good and mm-hmm. it's going to be the shit and then you get all this like whether it's praise or like mm-hmm. opportunities come from it it's fucking weird it is weird and I think 
But I also think uh, people know what's authentic. And I think when you're creating something to learn, like, for yourself, like, if I do this, this experiment, or whatever it may be, like, I know I'm going to learn a lot, you know? And then you feel yourself learning and expressing more and developing these, like, skills. Like, that's how I know I can paint large, was because I started using spray paint on huge-ass walls illegally. Mm -hmm. It's like... I was doing it purely for myself and just to see if I could do it. And then people saw and they're like, whoa, she's having fun. Yeah. Like, you know, she's, she's making stuff like, yeah, it's like, I didn't know I was going to be good at it. I didn't know spray paint was going to become like my second hand. I didn't, I had no idea, but it did. And I think people saw that I was having fun and saw that I was learning and developing my own style and so I think that story people just gravitate to the, that authentic like experience with something yeah. they just like love it yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, something like authentic it. that's like it's like when you it's almost like when you go see your like friends play music or something yeah. you see or not even your friends just like your favorite band you're like mm -hmm. damn they're like fucking doing it they're like mm -hmm. expressing themselves mm -hmm. and it looks fucking rad yeah. like it looks like they're having a lot of fun mm -hmm. like it's more of a performance like and they're feeling it completely mm -hmm. yeah for sure I absolutely agree with that yeah, that's pretty dope that's like so back in um, in June mm -hmm. I did this show at Block 4 mm -hmm. with, with, uh, with my friend Natalia we did this I had helped her a little while ago on this make on this painting that she was doing. Mm -hmm. She wanted to show like a process video of it. Like, yeah. Like she just wanted to show people like what it looked like before and how it came to be, whatever. Mm -hmm. And she was originally just gonna have like maybe a screen set up and show show people like this is how it came to be and mm -hmm. kind of have the video on loop. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, no, dude, let's do this thing. I just learned about this app that like. It'll take a picture, like the the hidden layers thing, like mm -hmm. where you like put a put your phone above it and mm -hmm. then it turns into something else. Augmented reality, yeah, kind of virtual reality, yeah. yeah, augmented reality. And she was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> and then I showed her how it worked. And she was just like, "What? Like what the fuck is this? That's amazing. How do I do this?" And then so basically, it turned into like a stop motion thing. Like yeah, she did her paintings and took a snapshot every once in a while and then put it together in a video and mm -hmm. then I helped her map it and like program the whole thing mm -hmm. and then she had a solo show and mm -hmm. it was like showing people how to do it and everyone was just like what the fuck like, what is this this is nuts <laughs> she even like made a song and like put it to the video that's amazing yeah and she was just then she came back to me she was like dude that shit was crazy like mm -hmm. never seen people actually connect with my artwork that way and like yeah. my process you know like integrating technology and fine art but in a way where fine art can still be fine art and technology can right. still be technology right it's there's still it's just like merging the two lanes but not creating two different I don't even know how to say it like okay. it, it's just I don't know so then the block fort one she has had a studio there mm -hmm. and it I think what they do is like each person has the opportunity to make a show and like curate one yeah so then she came back to me and was like hey can we do this again and like 
maybe do it with more artists and kind of figure it out. Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, yeah, for sure. Let's mm -hmm. just go for it. But also she was like, I don't have any money. Like, no one's going to get paid for this. Like, I'm, I'm, we're going to sell, obviously, people can sell their work and everything, but yeah. there's no money behind it. I was like, dude, I don't care. Like, mm -hmm. we're just going to do this and show that there's something different to offer here. For sure. And do something different for the gallery. Like, mm -hmm. we were just thinking of the gallery, but then we soon we realized it was like Columbus, you know, mm -hmm. like that kind of shit hasn't been done here. Um, so then we put together, we got all those artists, we got some from the studio, a bunch from, like we had a workshop and we just kind of saw who was gonna come. Mm -hmm. We had um, we had people from all ages too, it was really dope. That's like, awesome. My favorite one is these two older ladies who have never touched a computer, they don't know how to do none of that stuff. Barely use cameras. They uh -huh. still use flip phones. And yeah, dude, it was crazy. But <laughs> they made awesome. these really cool paintings and made a dope ass video that went to it. And it was it was a lot of fun just like teaching these people how to do it, mm -hmm. seeing the look on their faces when they were like, This shit is magic, like mm -hmm. what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And then it just kinda got everybody to think in motion rather than just like it doesn't have to just be this painting. You can still be this painting but it could be whether it's like a process stop motion video or like you just edit the painting to do like a bunch of crazy shit mm -hmm. then that's cool too you know yeah for sure it gives it a new life yeah it doesn't it was, have to be something that's stagnant yeah it was really fun that's awesome that shit like really took a lot out of me though because not only was i working my full-time job but i was doing that when i got off of work and then I would work with Natalia and we like we had tons of fights. Mm -hmm. Tons of like, <laughs> no, listen to me, this is I know yeah. how to actually do that shit's not possible. Like all those things, you know. Yeah. But we still fucking made it work. Mm -hmm. It was nuts. Like up to the day of the show, we were still just like editing shit and like That's amazing. Making sure that That's how it should be. Dude, it was you know, nice. going up to the wire, just like putting the final touches on it or making something out of the fucking thin air. Yeah, like, dude, it was, that's how you was do a it. lot of that. It was mm -hmm. a lot of that. I mean, the, the best type and of dude, ideas. Adam, and things Adam Roulette helped us so much. Mm -hmm. He, like, believed in us the whole time. It was, like, there for us at oh, yeah. all times of the, the day. It was really good. He's great support. Mm -hmm. But, um... And then, on top of that, I made a piece for the show. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck, how am I going to get any of this done? Uh -huh. And obviously, I decided to do shit that was I'd never done before. Like, I was working with, like, 3D rendering programs and video and all this shit that I uh -huh. never fucking work with. Uh-huh. It was... I bet that was fun, though. It, was, it yeah, sounds it exciting. It was a lot of fun. People definitely got a kick of the, out of the whole show. But, mm -hmm. um, but to, like, the whole doing that whole thing and like not money not being involved mm -hmm. made it so it was like okay i really have to do it. like i'm really doing this for me like yeah and for everyone else too you know because like mm -hmm. and what really validated it was way better than any money was having all the artists that were involved mm -hmm. when everybody came so like beforehand we did a bunch of branding and, all pro and a bunch of promotion mm -hmm. and for that kind of thing you kind of have to the promotion has to really be like instructions like mm -hmm. you gotta download this app and then here's the login and da -da 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 yeah that makes you know mm -hmm. so that we were biting our teeth with that the whole time but then we had iPads that we kind of walked around and showed everybody mm -hmm. but anyways once everybody came in and downloaded the app and like worked on or came in to see everything in the gallery mm -hmm. 
like the people the artists whose families was was there like they brought their family and their yeah. friends to see it they once they they were able to do the thing with their phone and like connect with it that way uh-huh. like there was one girl who her parents she, she was crying because her parents were like oh my god this is fucking amazing yeah. like, I've never seen like this is so I'm so happy you did this yeah like all this shit and I was just like damn that's I never thought I'd get a kick out of that uh-huh. and like that's way better than money any right. money could ever you know it's just like your friend coming up to you and be like dude like you don't understand how many times I've tried to explain to my parents what I do and like mm. what it means to me and all this shit. This show really helped. Yeah. Helped. And it shows the process of creating something. Yeah, because yeah, they were able to be like use their phone and be like, oh, I feel cool because. Like, <laughs> and then it happens, you know. Yeah. Dude, it's just, it was so nice. That's amazing. So cool. I love that so much. Yeah, I, I unfortunately couldn't go to the show. I, I think I was in Louisville at the time. Yeah, but yeah, you told me. You were I loved everything that I saw like like pictures of everybody like interacting with the yeah, work it was, it was so cool it was, fun. it was super cool Adam, uh, Adam Hernandez dude everybody in this town is named Adam I know <laughs> but <laughs> he did a fucking mural outside he did like a huge one uh-huh. it was really cool with like a magician performing. oh that's it. like fun. you put your phone up and a magician pops up and starts doing stuff <laughs> dude it was just like the challenge was accepted and was like they fucking stomped it to the ground That's and like dope. it was just nice to be a part of that mm-hmm. like to see people do it and people still use it to this day like i've seen adam uses it for some stuff mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure natalia is using it for shit like and it's just nice to see like a movement kind of being started for sure and, like seeing other people benefit from something that like you kind of introduced or like mm-hmm. helped introduce you know mm-hmm. like not knowing if it was gonna work or not, but people were just like these same people were like backing you up to be like, no, dude, this shit's gonna work. It's gonna mm-hmm. be awesome, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be great. And like, I'm still. And then after that, like, I've been getting like commissions to do that. That's people. fucking awesome. And it's just like now there's money in it. Yeah. Like yeah, just, and now you you're kind of like a pioneer in a way that like you know how to handle different types of art forms and styles yeah. and transform them into augmented reality yeah, that's dude. super cool i was uh setting one up today at the museum mm. yeah so. that's fucking cool yeah and uh the painting i worked with this artist who does like he makes paintings out of fabric oh. like he'll cut up clothes mm-hmm. and textures and leathers and whatever yeah and he'll build his drawing so it's like dimensional at the same time yeah but then it's also like and it's very vivid Mm. like it's fucking crazy that's awesome but um we did it because we were honoring or the museum is honoring their highest donors which is a couple yeah yeah and he did a painting of them Mm -hmm. back in the jazz era because that's their favorite music so it's like the guy's like hugging his wife but he's holding a saxophone oh fun yeah it's really cool and and uh, he did a painting that was like it's like two by four or something like that uh-huh. but the museum printed it out in one of those vinyls you know oh yeah yeah like orange barrel vinyls mm-hmm. and they put it up on one of the walls when you walk into the oh, museum so yeah. I had an iPad thing and and did like so they made it pretty big yeah it's yeah. fucking huge oh I, cool I have a video um I'm gonna turn the volume down so it doesn't pop up on here. But um 
what's it called? They did a video, or I did one of the hidden layers things to it, and I created this animation. did an animation for it so like and then right when I was doing that right before that mm -hmm. this couple they might as well have been the couple in the in the fucking in the painting came up and they were like looking at it and all this shit and I was thinking like should I show this to them should I mm -hmm. show this and then I showed it to them and they were like what the hell like oh how my do I gosh. do like what I can't believe this is how did you do this like so you're gonna have like a thing. It's like, no man, everybody has this app and they're gonna be able to use it. And he was just like, what the hell? Like, how did you do this? That's so beautiful. I love it. The yeah. leaves falling and everything. I love mm -hmm. that. And he was like, they were just like, wow, this is this is nuts. I've never seen anything like this before. And how do I? And then we exchanged information and all this shit. Turns wow, out, that's super neat. Dude, turns out he like he. Um, he buys art for the hospital that he works at and he's oh. like in charge of like putting art around the hospital mm -hmm. he wants me to do that. Fuck yeah. To the artwork in like the kids section oh, so they yeah. can go around and interact with stuff. Oh, I love that Dude, so isn't that much. Rad? That's so amazing. That's so fucking cool. That's such a cool like, oh God, it's like one of those things like you want to say small world but it's not. It's kind of just, it's yeah, just meant, to, like, meant to be like, that way. It was like, it was a divine moment. Like, <laughs> crazy that I was here at the same time you were mm -hmm. yeah, like yeah dude for sure for sure that's amazing but, yeah so like back to just like doing shit wholeheartedly and authentically mm -hmm. could lead to things that you would never think Absolutely. of like look at this shit that you built now you're just like it's pretty crazy yeah do you just if you don't mind me asking do you support yourself off of just your artwork now? I do dude yeah for the last four years you're it's a, been nuts. It's been hard. I'm not gonna say that it's been easy, but it's been really no, nice. Dude, I want to get to that point. But it's been crazy. That's pretty dope. That's a small, like, bubble of people. That's mm -hmm. not, not, not. I don't know many people like that. I've almost broken down and gotten a job a few times, but I don't know. There just always seems to be a way to turn things around and. You just gotta work your ass yeah, off. Give, give things time. To, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I know exactly how you feel. Mm -hmm. That's so crazy, though. Yeah. Like, it's definitely not something that you can see like immediate outcome from. Mm -hmm. It's like a whole lot of patience and understanding that, like, hey, I'm really broke right now, but once I get the sketch in, or once I get, you know, once I start on this thing, it's like. I'll, I'll get something like it's on the horizon <laughs> so yeah. yeah it's difficult but it's fun that's cool mm -hmm. like you start understanding the process in which like you work and then also how like the work exists and you just start believing in the process instead of trying to fight it like yeah. if I force people to buy my work or force murals to happen then it's again it comes back to the point of it not being authentic and so I'm not going to get a job or I'm not going to sell the piece if I'm forcing it to happen right. it's just you won't be happy with it either exactly exactly and just believing in the process like I don't have to stress out I don't have to freak out that I'm broke as dirt right now <laughs> I know it'll be fine yeah I know how I work I know how the work 
works and that's okay. That's not so, so it sounds like you're saying like it's kind of turned into its own thing. Mm-hmm, for sure. It takes it's, over. It's its own identity. Mm-hmm, too. like especially after having my exhibition, um, like I started to realize it before. Are you talking about the 934 yes. recently? Yes, okay. mm-hmm, yeah. So before then I was kind of, I was constantly freaking out and having anxiety, like not having enough money to do this, not having enough money to like travel and go do murals in the places I needed to go to. And after a while, I started getting like painting jobs in like Hoboken or Cleveland or yeah, Louisville. And like some of the work I started doing, it just kind of started to just exist and just happened naturally instead of becoming something that I was trying to force happen. And for my show, I really started to feel like every time I started to sketch or I started to paint that I didn't have to work as hard for it because like it just, it would, it would just start and when I put a line down, I didn't have to dictate where it went. It kind of just formed on its own. And once I started believing more in the work just being there and happening, like forming itself, then the work became something I enjoyed. So did your, so your process changed? For sure. Yeah, like before I was really heavily, like heavy-handed. Like, everything about every aspect of every piece was thoroughly thought out and overthought and overthought and overthought. Research and shit like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still do a lot of research, but, like, I think research is important, but I take less of a, like, a literal approach. So my sketches are, like, my sketches is something that should be, like, a final sketch or rough sketches. You know what I mean? So... Like the first time around, if I fail, that's okay, and I don't, I don't freak out about it. I just let it exist, and then I just move on, and then I come back to it, and then I form something on top of it, and it's, it starts to become something just kind of living, mm-hmm. and I don't have to really, I don't know, fret over it, because I know like whatever comes out of it, it's going to just exist the way it is, and I should be happy with that. Because no matter what piece I create, it's a learning experience. Nice. So instead of me just being like, "Oh, it has to be perfect," I'm thinking, you know what? I I did this technique, and that's pretty fucking cool. I'm gonna apply that to something else and see how that mixes with this, and start seeing it as more of something that should happen instead of something that shouldn't. And I feel like a lot of us as artists, we look at our work as something like, oh, I messed up in this, I messed up in this. But when you stop really isolating like yourself and your work, you start to realize that no one really does that to your work. Because what they see is something that's completed and finished and something that's a part of you. And they don't... So, like, you're your worst critic, basically. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, it's just, I don't know, recently I just let it, I just let the work happen. <laughs> at one point, I was, um, I finished my last painting, 
at 6.40 in the morning, the day of my show. So, what? like 6.40 a.m. I was up Dude, all those night. those were fucking big, too. <laughs> they were big. <laughs> I finished the fish one. I started it at, what was it? I think it was 5 o'clock the day before I started it and finished it at 6.30 a.m. the day of the show. And it was wet. Hours. It was fucking wet as shit with oil paint. I think, dude, that made it look dope. Because <laughs> some of the areas were, like, drying was, and some of it, it was wasn't. Scene, yeah. it was, so it looked like it was still dripping. <laughs> yeah. That was dope. But, like, I turned to one of my friends. Uh, it was Alex Traxler. I was like, dude, I don't remember painting the head. I don't remember. I like looked at it. I'm like, I don't remember that at all. Oh, yeah, like your tenth cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. It's like I have no idea how I did it, but I don't remember that. He was just like, "That's awesome." I'm like, wow. "It's pretty fucking weird." That's crazy. <laughs> but that's kind of just it just you know makes the point where it's like at some point you have to just stop trying to take so much control over something mm-hmm. that is wanting to exist Dude, anyway. So I feel like this show was definitely your best work because okay. you did just the sheer amount of stuff that was there it mm-hmm. is commendable and like crazy. But then like the level of detail that went in everything and like at the concept, everything was like sealed tight, you know? Thank you. Um, <laughs> But I'm gonna pretend like I, I like I don't know, like I didn't go. Mm-hmm. So like, what what was your show about? What, how did it come about? What you know, what happened for it to? Where did the ideas come from? Mm-hmm. Like, um, so I met this amazing woman uh, last year. Her name is Ruth Award. She is an award-winning poet here in Columbus. I met her at this random woman's party, and we were the youngest youngest people there <laughs> by like a century <laughs> so I immediately gravitated to her and uh, I don't know it was something the way she spoke when you know we talked about art together and it was like in these couple hours of knowing this person I was like dude we should do a collaborative show together like we should just have a show together I would wow. love to do something based off of your work and I, I, at that point, I never read her work. This is the first time I met her. And then, like, that week, we met up at a coffee shop, and she actually gave me a print of her book, which she just got published. And I read it that night, and I was like, holy shit, I made the right choice. Do you remember the name of her book? Uh, so it's Set to Music and Wildfire. And, um, Set to Music and Wildfire? A Wildfire. And a Wildfire, okay. Mm-hmm. So... It's, the book is about, it's like a collection of poetry based on her father's experience during the Lebanese Civil War. And it's, it's very dark, it's very vivid, um, very expressive, and after reading it, I was 100% inspired, and I told her, I was like, yeah, let's do this. And... 934 at the time kind of just reached out and was like, hey, we want you to do a show. Like, literally wow. at the same time. It was like, met Ruth, wanted to do a show, got the book, and then 934 contacted me, like, within a month. It was crazy. And I was just like, well, shit, you know, I have this idea, and I know this amazing poet, and this is what we want to do. And then a year later, um, 
by start the work literally in like at, at like the beginning of what was it the beginning of September. So you did all those pieces from September to now. Yeah, in a month. It was stupid. Dude. It was so Those pieces are like stupid. Like five feet average, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I think one of them is like around seven feet tall, I think. I know. It was it was nuts. But I come to find out that Ruth actually wrote her book in a month and a half too. Wow. Yeah. So it's like so many similarities between me and this this woman. That it just happened to me at this weird party and just connected. I if you guys are like, have the same like astrology symbols and all that stuff. You know, I don't know. I don't know. But I love her. That's awesome, dude. I'm so amazed Fucking by her. and Stars aligning and shit. Yeah. It was totally that. It was insane. Um, so the show is inspired by the book. And... Um, Awesomely enough, it was the one-year anniversary of her book being published, and she actually had her reading last year at 934 Gallery oh, wow. when she published her book. Yeah, so it was just like all full circle type thing. That's and really cool, dude. It was pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah, and the show was awesome. Like... I was kind of surreal for me just because I, I didn't sleep for days. And just You're like, like dreaming. Yeah, pretty much. Just like, oh, this is over. <laughs> and like, I'm surrounded by like all my friends and family and also people I've, I've never met before in my life, like just talking to me about the work. And it was really cool to see the ending product. It was, I'm definitely doing another mm-hmm. solo show. <laughs> a couple. Your life seems to be full of a lot of serendipitous moments. Yeah. I heard there was an incident about a bird. (laughs) That shit was crazy, dude. (laughs) So weird. Um, So it was like... God, it was like right when the show opened. So right at 7 o'clock, there was already probably like 30 people there, I'd say. They're just chilling, hanging out, eating and drinking. And like, I'm in the front room, and Alex Traxler comes in and says, God damn it, only you. And I was like what what are you talking about he's like there's a fucking bird here dude like i was like wait what do you mean and so he literally took my arm and dragged me outside he goes there is a bright green love bird and he's hopping on everybody's shoulder saying hi (laughs) i'm just like what no one knew where it came from it's just this little green bird and then he jumped on my head like it was bizarre what did you think it was? I think it was my dad. Dude, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I don't say anything. I think it was my dad. Oh my god. He was totally just like, dude, damn, cry. dude. Yeah. That's so nuts. Yeah, it was emotional. It was like, hey, what's up, Mandy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. And like, everybody was just, everybody just kept saying, like, like how like why was like why is this happening right now and just like i don't know i'm birdie and birds seem to follow me wherever i go and i just feel like this is like my dad so this is pretty normal <laughs> like like this is amazing but i feel like this was just meant to happen wow yeah that's i didn't even think of that until right now yeah that's so powerful dude holy shit mm-hmm. and he was like a bright green yeah i feel like you painted that bird before <laughs> like, it's not, like i remember like one of your one of 
your paintings, one of your murals that you used to do like in the abandoned places? Yeah, there was like a bright greenish a blue big, one. Bird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that. That's, dude, that's wild. It was crazy. That's it was... so weird to think. Like, mm -hmm. what the fuck? And he was hanging out for like an hour or yeah. so. And then somebody was just like, I think maybe I know who, where that belongs. Like, I know who he belongs to, essentially. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. Because, like, where would we take him? Like, obviously, yeah. he's someone's bird that got out. Yeah, it wasn't just, like, street birds. Yeah, no. Like, he he, he had a little cuff on him, too. So, like, he had a little tag. Okay. So, yeah, he just wasn't, like, like some... A tracker, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So, and he must have just got out of somebody's window and literally jumped on someone's shoulder... And just hung out. Damn. It was so weird. That is so cool, though. It was beautiful. It definitely was uh, one of my highlights of the show, for sure. <laughs> to say the least. Damn. What's it like now that you're done with the show? It's, it's going to be hanging up until... The 19th, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, it feels good. Did so you just sleep for, like, days? Dude, I've been sleeping so hard. Like, more than I should, but it's been nice. Like, I've been taking, like, things day by day. And, like, I'm starting to realize that I appreciate my alone time, like, a lot more than what I used to. Like, I was definitely a person that was fueled by other people and being around people and just because I'm a social butterfly. But after spending an entire month alone in my basement, huffing oil paint, I realized that... It's in those moments where I am literally smiling ear to ear, just being like, this is where I belong. Yeah. And now when I work, like, I just started a new mural. I'm right now working on several different proposals. And it's like I, I catch myself smiling because this is my job. Yeah. Like, this is legitimately my job. Yeah, you fucking love. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't... I think for a while I never... Not that I never appreciated it, but I saw it like a burden. And I feel like a lot of artists see what they're doing as a burden because it does take a lot out of you. And I think for a while, I was just in a really dark spot. And so the work was dark and I, I dreaded it. And now that I understand what I'm doing and again, I'm just letting it exist, I feel kind of weightless. And I understand that... There's no pressure. There's, yeah, yeah, there's no pressure. Like, I, I mean, obviously, I'm stressed. Like, I have so much work to do. Like, I'm in the middle of working on several murals. I'm about to get flown out to Dallas for a mural, which I'm really excited shit. about. Like, I'm going back up to Cleveland to do another mural, like, all in this month. But I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> like... Fuck yeah, I'm totally cool with it. Where normally I'd be like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to do this and this and this and this. And it's like, nope, I'm having a party this weekend. <laughs> like, and celebrate life. Like, yeah, that's totally that's where I'm at right awesome. now. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's awesome. I'm happy for you. Thank you. That's, that's the kind of shit that makes me happy. Like, when your friends are just like doing their thing, you know? Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that I do like about Instagram is I'm not super super like active on it mm -hmm. and I don't really worry too much about like using hashtags and like getting likes on stuff mm -hmm. but I do like looking at my friends things that mm -hmm. get a shit ton of likes like your page <laughs> yeah and, it's like, been going crazy Jake's page and like just a bunch of people that I that I know that I'm just like dude fuck yeah even if it's not like 
lot of likes or whatever. It's just seeing people like sharing stuff, moments that they really like, that they're yeah. happy about makes me happy because like, I don't get to see those people every day. So there are some like really good things that I like about Instagram. But I think like for me personally, it's just like I haven't really found it like useful to me, mm-hmm. which is weird. Mm-hmm. Or not? I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's, it's nuts. It's a weird thing that we all do now. It's just mm-hmm. like interact with each other virtually, mm-hmm. like capturing these moments and like putting them out there for everyone to see. It is interesting. It's really weird. Um, yeah, like I can't say it has benefited me a lot, mm-hmm. but it is, it is a strange concept. Yeah, it's, it's like normally, you know. Like, it's only like five years old, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's relatively new, and but I mean, if you think back of like family videos or like photos that were taken on Polaroids, it's like that's the type of stuff that normally just stays in photo books or stays in the VCR or you know yeah. something like that. And now we're capturing moments of our children and our children's children and like all this stuff and putting it on social media and getting thousands of likes. Right. because of a puppy or or something it's yeah. like i don't know does it diminish those moments i don't know i so, so i think it's weird sometimes like i feel like there it might be it might be wrong for saying this but i think there should be like some sort of age limit mm-hmm. oh i agree you know because because like i'll see pictures of some of my friends who post pictures of like their babies mm-hmm. like butts mm-hmm. or they're like or just like little kids or something and I'm just like this is cool but at the same time it's like there's a lot of weird creepy people on here yeah. it's like synonymous to like Instagram models who like share their butts and like mm-hmm. you, got a lot of you know what I mean a lot of creepy people follow them and that's what they're benefiting off of mm-hmm. and like you don't you don't have to sit there and see that who exactly is following you because like or who's looking at it because mm-hmm. There's so many people that Unless your profile's private. Well, there's that too, yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you like... How do I say this? Like, you still... But, you know, your profile could be private, mm-hmm. but there's a bunch of sites on... on Like, if you Google... Like, if you were to Google Miss Birdie, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of other sites that come up that's like Instagram.u or like... Oh, but they bring up the site anyway. And it brings up... Like a your page, your whole page. Ooh, it's just weird. Not on Instagram. Weird. Here, like, oh, That's weird. That. Just hot spot. But yeah, it's 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 weird. it's weird. Like I've seen I've seen my stuff come up on other pages, and I'm like, how did they get my from my stuff mm-hmm. from Instagram? But at weird. the same time, I'm in marketing, right? And there's add-ons that you can put on your computer that allow you to download everyone's like someone's whole entire feed. Weird. So if you're not private, you can get fucked that way. Hmm. Weird. Or like if someone that follows you can do that. Mm-hmm. Weird. So the weird thing with Instagram recently, not really recent. Well, yeah, recently for me, within the last year, I literally have people approaching me. Approaching non- you nonstop. Like. Probably the best instance of this happening was I was walking into a client's building and I was kind of doing a proposal, like kind of like set, like assessing the wall. And they were telling me what they wanted. And a woman walks in with 
her family or whatever. I was like, oh my God, you're Miss Birdie. And I'm like, hi, who are you? You know, and I always introduce myself as Mandy, shake their hand and everything. She's like, I'm a huge fan. I'm like, oh man, that's so cool. You're at like 20,000 followers or something like that? I'm at 17 or 18, I don't know. 18,000. 18,000. But I was like, oh my God, I need to hire somebody to do that at every... every client meeting (laughs) but that was like the perfect instance the weirdest instance was oh yeah because they were there and they were like oh yeah and then the client was like oh man i gotta have you like essentially um it was super cool um the weird one of the weirdest ones was like this is an instagram but they have your feet on here what yeah look what? See? Look, this is pick to me. What do you write in? I just put Miss Birdie Instagram. And this is for everyone. Is this? this might be another one. What's this name? Pin, pin, Pintagram? Never heard of this before. Oh, this is someone else. Maybe? Bitch, that ain't me. But, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, it's, shit is weird. That is weird. Shit is weird. These are all Instagram, I guess. I'm not allowing that. You're not, but you might be because it's probably in the user agreements. Mm. You know, this. Oh, I guess this isn't one. Too perfect. But, That's super weird, dude. Yeah, this is the one that I saw that we were just on. But it's like Pick the same team. format, and it has all your shit. Mm-hmm. But like, here, my account's private. I'll see if it's the same thing. Yeah, if you can look it up, that's weird. But yeah, dude, it's weird. But yeah, one of the weirdest instances was either at Kroger. I was stopped at Kroger, and the guy literally followed me around Kroger. Yeah, followed me around Kroger. Or when I'm at the bar, uh, when I go to any bar, I get probably four or five people coming up to me. For real? Yep. Just, just to be like, oh my god, I love you. Yep. Shit. It's so odd. That makes you feel weird. It makes me feel weird. But, I mean, at the same time, it's like... I don't know. It's again, it's a double-edged sword. It's like all these people, I'm not a celebrity, but I'm kind of like a local celebrity. And that's oh, super weird to realize. Soccer, and it's my shit. Can you open it? Yeah, look. Insta-stalker. And it has all my they shit. count as private. Oh, but, it, but still they have my... They still have it. Yeah, that's weird. The, the fact that it's called Insta-stalker There's too. Pinterest. Is this the same one? Oh. Mm. That's me. Mm-hmm. It looks like this was the last time that they had access to my shit. They That's haven't updated it. super weird. Dude, yeah. This could be like a Chinese company or something or like Russian or, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know, but. That's really weird. Yeah, dude, that's just, shit is kind of weird, right? Kind of puts it in perspective in, in a weird way. Mm-hmm. So, like, it makes me a little reluctant to just be like, this is my fucking, I don't know, this is my, this is my dog looks like, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely letting people into your, just letting people into your world. It's really, it's really weird. It does feel weird. Especially when it starts actually going into the real world. Like these instances yeah, where people are coming before. up to I me. Yeah. I don't know what that's like. I mean, maybe it's happened to me in like a small in- little instance where like, 
I'll maybe show them and then they're like, oh, okay, yeah, I've seen this. Mm -hmm. Or they'll just, they, uh, they'll already follow me mm-hmm. and I already know the person, but I don't know them that well. And mm-hmm. they'll refer to something from Instagram to connect with me. Yeah. I've always found that a little weird because mm-hmm. it's like, I don't really know you, but you follow me. Mm-hmm. So you kind of, you kind of know you me. Kind of know me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it's it's really strange feeling, um, but also like I'm thankful for it just because it's also how I get a lot of my jobs, which is crazy. So like this one in Dallas, they found me on Instagram, and then I just got this design gig in DC. It's like yeah. weird. You can't okay. knock that. That's, no, might as well just be a website. <laughs> yeah, I mean I do have my website on there, but like at the end of the day, since I just do post like content. Um, I don't know. And I always make sure that my... I, I don't always make sure, but it, it feels good when the work has more likes than my selfies. Yeah, that's cool. That's so cool. That like, cool. I can be a woman artist on Instagram and not feel like I have to post content that attracts anybody. Like, I, I can post content that I actually put hard work into, and it's not just, like, my face or my butt. Yeah, yeah. And that's cool. That's super fucking cool. <laughs> and it makes me laugh. What do you think that says about about you as a woman, though, that you find that good? Or say about you as a woman and, a, and of society that you're like, okay, they don't like me just because I'm cute. Mm-hmm. You know? I, th- I feel like that's something I've always had to deal with, but I've always been kind of like that hard-headed woman just like... No, I'm not basing anything off my looks. I'm going to wear a mask. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've always been kind of like weird that way. And I know like my, I don't know, position in society as a young, attractive, white female has gotten me certain places. But to recognize that like, to say that I'm a fine artist and it's based off my work ethic and the work, that's, that feels so good. Whereas before, like, when I first started getting into the art scene, like, communicating with people, saying, like, I'm a fine artist, they're like, damn, yeah, you are fine. Oh, I'd be shit. like, fuck you, I'm not working with you. Oh. And there's been so many, like, there's been, a, like, multiple handful situations where I've denied working with clients because they just want to watch me work. Yeah, That's it's super creepy. it's super creepy, but it happens. It happens more than not. And it's super that. weird. It's super weird. But the old I feel like the older I get, the more established I get and the more serious like people are starting to understand like okay, this is not a hobby. This is not something she does for fun like she legitimately like this is a four-year business. Mm-hmm. This is somebody that isn't going to fucking stop. Like I'm not going to stop for anybody or anything. And I think that recognition, like the, the recognition, oh, I can't recognition. speak, recognition of that and like trying to destroy that stigma of like a pretty girl painting. Mm. I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. And I think um, it sucks that I even have to worry about that. I feel yeah, like it sucks that anybody cool. has to worry about that. But I mean, I feel awesome knowing that. I don't know. I have 2,000 likes on one of my paintings and 900 likes on one of my selfies. Like, that's cool. Like, it's never been about my looks. I don't give a fuck about my face. Like, what matters is what I produce and how I produce it. And 
like my reputation as an artist and what I can give to people and the experiences I can give to people. And so that's dope. I, I yeah, it yeah. makes me really excited. Cool. But social media is weird in the way that like I do post a few selfies and you know, it it's, it gets weird, but also it's a confidence thing like, "Ooh, I feel good today." Do you ever get stuck looking at your comments? Uh, I actually for the most part or are they like for the most part um but I also don't let people that I don't follow comment oh okay yeah alright but do get a shit ton of messages like requests and DMs and shit that and like also just people writing me they just write me and I read them and sometimes I answer sometimes I don't but like it's weird I get a lot of messages, like a lot, a lot, a lot. And one I don't know thing, how to get rid of them. One thing that I really love about Instagram is... So when you look at my Instagram, it's mostly like skate videos mm -hmm. and shoes. And sometimes there's like those stop motion art things. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody has like the Instagram girl on there. But, <laughs> but what I really like about it is I'll like post one of my skate videos and I'll get a like from another pro, from a pro skater. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> And they'll like they'll like my comment or they'll like respond to it. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh shit, that shit's crazy. Like, Dude, yeah. I could probably if I actually was in front of this person, we probably could actually talk about stuff. For sure. I, actually that's happened to me a few times with Arise. Do you know Arise? No. Um yeah, look him up. He he's everything I want and more. <laughs> I'm not even kidding, like Oh my god. So he started actually responding to me like two years ago. I think that's when he started like liking my stuff and uh, we started like communicating. And then I started buying his artwork. And so like we know each other. Like he actually said like I'm sure we'll meet one day. Like name? all this stuff. No. No, it's um A Y A R Y Z. Oh I spell. Not no E, just the Z. Oh, I'm really close to the mic. Whoops. There it is, the top one. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah, and he's like a little bit older than us, and but he's he goes, so he's from Spain. He started out as a graffiti writer, and now he's just kind of this. Like this he's muted. prolific as fuck. Like his work goes through the, all of these beautiful stages and changes and you can obviously tell where his yeah. mental state is. I gotta show you somebody that I'm obsessed with right yeah. now. He does he does um, But I feel like I know him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't but like I've bought work from him. I've communicated with him. Oh shit, I love it. Clean as fuck. Dude, right. Look he does like this this kind of stuff too. Mm -hmm. I, I like just, the colors. Just, yeah, I just love the colors. I use it for mm -hmm. inspiration for my design work. Oh I love that. You should send that to me. Yeah, well I just like how simple it is. It's mm -hmm. like and it's like an homage to skate culture. I think this guy skateboards. Because mm -hmm. like I found him through a skate website somehow. But he always has like a quarter pipe in there. I love that. I think the dope. colors are very nice. Like, doesn't matter how simplistic something is, if the colors are attractive, the work is attractive, yeah. right? You know, um, and that's what I find too. Like, even going into my work is understanding 
the foundation of every art technique and understanding like okay so the draw the drawing isn't proportionate or you know accurate in any way but the textures and the colors are on point and so that's what makes it an actual like like an attractive piece and make it something that like can stand on its own essentially so yeah I agree colors go a long way girl dude they totally do they really do So your what mural are you working on right now? So I'm working on a mural on um, it's on Fourth and Lazelle, it's right behind Pins Mechanical oh, downtown. Nice. That is that the skeleton? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I that warehouse is somebody's house. What? Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. It's so it used to be an old candy factory, and then. Um, a guy a few years ago turned it, rehabbed it, and turned it into a house. And um, now he, he's a doctor, and he lives in Franklinton, and he rehabbed another warehouse here, turned it like a, to a contemporary art gallery. That's his home. And essentially, the guy that moved in there now, uh, he did the same thing. He's a major art collector, has a lot of like Japanese antiquity, like crazy amount of stuff. He has an original James Jean, like original Banksy's, like all of this stuff. Um, he reached out to me uh, like a year and a half ago wanting a piece. And he was just like, yeah, I reached out to Obey. And we were kind of talking. And then... What? He just said that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I reached out to Obey. And then uh, he just stopped responding. So I ended up reaching out to you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you know, just like mind blown. It's like, what the fuck? Um, but I remember walking up to his place and be like, oh, cool. So you like, you own the building, you have an apartment in here. And he's like, yeah, I own the building. This is my house. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I should have dressed up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa. Um, so he's actually an attorney for energy companies. And so in like his type of artwork that he likes is more controversial and like making a statement about you know today's society, whatever whatever that may be, and he being an attorney, yeah, that's, that's that's ironic. He's fly, like he is cool as fuck. Like the his views on the world and like all of these different things. He actually wants to hire a bronze artist to create a statue of a businessman with a briefcase walking off his building. Oh, shit. Yeah, right on four. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so, like, these are the type of people that are in Columbus. Like, we don't necessarily, like, hear about that often, but we should totally recognize because yeah. they're the people making waves here in the contemporary art scene. And it's, like, bringing that type of work here and making it feel at home, like, stuff that should be in New York or Chicago or L.A. It's, like, now transforming and coming here to Columbus. Yeah. And I think that's incredible. Well, there's no room over there anymore. No, exactly. So there's room to spread. And Columbus is definitely one of those cities that is, I mean, fuck, like getting that smart city grant and like getting all of these new developments and developers that are coming into the city. It's huge. Like Columbus is transforming overnight. It's It's incredible. But, um, so the mural is based on, so there's like this painted abstract shape and inside the shape, there will be a rendering of a nuclear power plant. 
and there's two women, which is going to be Lady Justice and Lady Liberty. Inside the painted shape, they're going to be in, like turning into skeletons, and then outside the shape, they're going to be their women form. And it's going to be outside the shape, they're going to be like natural, organic. Um, so there's an African American woman, and there's probably going to be like she's going to be like a little bit tannish, but she's going to be white. So um, an African American woman will be Lady Justice, and then the white woman would be Lady Liberty. That's pretty dope. So I definitely I'm trying to hit some points obviously like I don't really as an artist like there's a fine line on how controversial you can be or how political you can be and like I see that and like I don't have that strong of a voice because like I don't have strong strong opinions because quite frankly I don't know that much you know like I'm not going to be somebody screaming about something I only know half the story about right and so this is more geared towards like what we're doing to you our mean, like, environment. You struggle that much? Is that what you, what you mean? No, necessarily. Like what's going on in the political climate? Okay. Like you, right. you know what I mean? Like I can't contribute to the conversation in a way that I know everything about it. You okay, know, yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. not going to act like I did all this research on something. Right. But I I can say like what I believe with global warming or what I believe about Lady Justice or Lady Liberty yeah, yeah. and them coming together and discussing, like, having this conversation on environment and all that stuff. Like, that's I believe in that. And that's something that I can participate in. And it's relevant to the client because, you know, he's an attorney for energy companies. Yeah, so it's like, nuts. it's something that I can get into and feel for. And it's also something that's relevant to him, but it's also creating an image in Columbus that has never been done before. Like there's no controversial murals here in Columbus. There's no murals in Columbus yet that have some sort of like an actual message message. And they're not just pretty. Right? right? Like, they're There's not... a lot of those, like, let's work together kind of shit. But... Yeah. Like, neighborhood murals. And that's cool. And that's that's cool for the beginning. But I really want to make a piece that people are going to be like... Like, awareness. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why did she do that? Yeah, I can't wait what does to that see mean? this. Yeah. Yeah. It should be fun. It's, it's coming together. I just need, like, a full week of work and sunny days. <laughs> Like, give me some sunny days, Ohio. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Jesus. Good luck. We're in the right? fall now. Yeah. We but. might get, like, Indian summer. In the, it feels like we might. In, the, in sure. November. But what did you think of the um, the Banksy thing? Did you see that? <laughs> I thought it was dope. I loved it. <laughs> I really did. Just because, like, I'm obsessed with that concept. Some people said you just made it more valuable. Probably. But who fucking cares? Yeah. I mean... Who who does that? <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, like it's not often that one over on everybody. It's amazing. I love it, and like I like that concept. Like, I actually came up with this idea a few years ago where I was going to do a live stream and have people donate money. So I'll be doing a painting this entire live stream, mm-hmm. and people can either donate money for the the painting to be destroyed at the end, or they can uh, whoever donates the most money buys it essentially um, right so whoever wins i don't know i get whatever money <laughs> but like the concept um, is still there like the distraction of something created over like a period of time like i'm fascinated with the I concept feel like either way you can still get 
money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's a it's a good play. Oh, that's exactly what you said. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's Damn, a good play. Damn, that is cool. But also, it's like, if I get to burn a painting, dope. I would love to burn a painting that I slaved at. And the thing is, is like, a lot of people don't understand that concept. It's like the destruction of art. Like, why? Why create something and then destroy it? Yeah, exactly. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like it's that's, like the Burning Man thing. Yeah. I heard that in Burning Man, mm-hmm. they somebody is in the middle, and they kill themselves. No. Fire. Really? Yeah. This, this year, one of the owners died all of a sudden. You think he was in the middle? I think he was in the middle. That's crazy. Like, one of the people that set it up. I could be wrong about this, but... That's crazy. That's, like, to the ultimate level. Isn't that nuts? It's like, that thing is, like, 70 feet tall. Yeah, like, crashing down on you and burning. That would be intense. I don't think I'd ever do that. Gosh, but killing yourself for the work, it's prolific. I mean, he's, they started <laughs> burning me, like, in the 80s or something, mm-hmm. right? So he'd been to enough of them. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> he'd been to enough of them. He saw life. Yeah, <laughs> he <dude>. lived it. <laughs> I saw, um, I found one of the, I found the, one of the artists that makes, um, the stuff there mm-hmm. and he made this piano that you like play or whatever, mm-hmm. but it went up into the sky. Like imagine it like a tree where it like, it like goes up in different branches. Mm-hmm. He made like giant tubes that went up. Oh, that's and cool. Play, and it just plays out into the, into the desert. That's amazing. It's really sweet. That's bizarre. I love that. I love really that. Cool thing to see like people down at the piano playing it, and then just how big it looks. Mm-hmm. It's fucking intense. It's that sounds really bizarre. Intense. I love that. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, fucking nuts. People are wild. What they can come up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's wild what people can do. I'm gonna look through your Instagram okay. and find who's this. I'm gonna take this portion since we're like kind of at a lull. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take this. Oh shit, hmm. dude. Ugh. Hmm. Instagram. See, this is the shit that fucks me up. What? So you told me about that Arise guy, right? Mm-hmm. And I looked it up here. And now he's the first thing I might explore. Weird. Yep. Algorithm. Dude. Shit's listening, bro. Mm-hmm. It's very odd. <sighs> and then, like, the memes that are, like, <laughs> oddly specific to what you said earlier <laughs> today. Yeah. I know that shit's creepy. One. Yeah, dude. I know I'm not the only one, man. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> Can I eat some Pringles? Yeah, dude. Like the first one of these podcasting that I did, I interviewed my friend Rita, mm-hmm. and we got hammered. <laughs> it's so funny to listen to. We were so fucking drunk. That's amazing. Um, for, oh, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Let's, I'm gonna scroll past you picking your nose. <laughs> I'm gonna go down. Well, I'll start with the recent one first. Okay, I got one already. So, this... Okay, I picked... If you go to miss.birdie on Instagram, 
There is a picture from April 12th mm-hmm. where you're, you're in the middle mm-hmm. and then you're surrounded by the series of like the tiny detailed brick paintings that yeah. you were doing for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm still doing them. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I picked this picture is not only because of the brick things, but the long hair. Mm-hmm. You have long hair in this one, and I've never seen you with long hair until <laughs> this this part of your life. Yeah. And it's just crazy to me. I think it looks really awesome. You look like a completely different person. It's mm-hmm. so weird. I am growing it back out because That's I great. don't feel the same. Really? Mm-hmm. What 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 do you like about having long hair? Because like, I can hide myself. Hmm. It just feels comfortable. Like I've, I've always been confident, but like with my long hair, like I feel okay. If I feel okay if I hide a day, you know what I mean. Like go out in public and feel yeah, like your phone. I can hide. Yeah. <clears throat> so you can hide in your hair. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just like a security blanket, you know. Yeah, I know how you feel. For sure. When I when I cut mine, I was like. I felt so so naked. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What is going on?" Yeah, I remember because I cut him off. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were like crying mm-hmm. on the you floor holding your off. dread. <laughs> Dude, uh, I still have a couple of those. Do you really? Yeah, I really do. But I did dreads again after that. And yeah. I cut them. Oh, you did. I mm-hmm. cut them in my yeah. I Dude, they a, were so long. Yeah, they were pretty. Long. They were so fucking long, and I just remember your face after I did the first one. I just dropped it in your lap. You're like, what? <laughs> like what? Dude, I took a shower for so long after that too. I was like, oh, this is so good. Yeah. <laughs> It was awesome. It was some funny shit, man. It was so great. Oh my goodness, your paintings with the dogs. I remember this. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like a rebirth when you cut your hair off, right? Yeah. It's like this Clean clarity. Kind of yeah. And I totally needed it at the time. Like, oh, I was so suffering like the most severe depression. And then also, I was on the cover of 6.4 with my long hair. Yeah. And like, I immediately... That's another reason. Mm-hmm. Who, drew, who drew that, by the way? I did. You did that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That is dope. Yeah. I felt like somebody told me that it was someone else. Mm-mm. Well, the inside cover is by Joey Monsoon. It's this piece right here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe so like that's what they were the inside about. article was Joey, but the outside was me. I got him right there. The three covers. Yeah. That was the coolest experience three ever. Covers of six one four. Goddamn. Yeah, there was um two other artists that did it. I don't know. That was just a really cool series where. You know, Travis, he, like, he's so cool. I, I really like his thought process on everything. And not only for the interview issue are you highlighting all these awesome people, but, like, you're also highlighting the artists where they, like, get to create an interpretation of these people. Yeah. So it's just, like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's really cool. And only in Columbus will you get that type of collaboration. Like, that's fucking cool. And then the second, my second favorite one is the one of the fish, the painting of the fish that you did for, um, for the show. Oh yeah? Yeah. That was my favorite piece. Oh, cool. I'm obsessed with the water, even though I suck at swimming and like, I'm honestly get scared in open water, but I really like the feeling of being underwater. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I just liked this piece because my favorite part, honestly, is the like the shipwreck kind of shape that you cut out mm-hmm. for it. Um, and then I like how the fish are glowing at the same time, so it shows like they're probably really deep in the water because yeah. the shit doesn't start to blow until you get like thousands and thousands of feet underwater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my favorite one mm-hmm. from the show. Cool. And the the horse because of the the poem. I felt like that one really, really captured what the the passage was saying in in the image. Oh, cool! Like, Thank I you. That's that actually one, my favorite poem. It was intense. The yeah, poem is just really, really heavy. I think that one was my favorite. Like the visuals on that one were just pew. I'm trying to go down really far. Now. Oh no! Let's see <laughs> where are we going? <laughs> oh my lord! This is funny. <laughs> I haven't seen these in a long time. Oh, God. Okay. Little Mandy. Oh, my gosh. Little Mandy. It was crazy. Little tiny Mandy. Old Mandy's fucking crazy. Is this one, is it weird you looking at me going through your Instagram? <laughs> it is kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> On your phone, nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> Here, give me your phone. Mine died. <laughs> it did. It's dead. Okay, so I'm gonna. Where's, where's, where is this? The fucking. Um, this is this one. So, this is a piece from March 10th, 2014. Uh huh. Pighead and the Sausages. Oh, yeah. I like this one because I can remember the day you were painting, the days you were painting this when we were still living together. Yeah. And I remember being really fucking creeped out by this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is going on in this fucking painting with the fucking sausages and the pig and the fucking... You know, that painting was the first time I ever showed in Columbus. It was super But it's great, dude. Thank you. I don't think I've painted that intensely since that painting. (laughs) Dude, that pig. It's like kind of smiling, but his head is... Bleeding and shit. <laughs> so weird. It was a weird painting. Yeah, those are my favorite ones. Cool. Yeah. Well, that was a very eclectic mix of favorites that you had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, yeah that, that pig painting was actually from um, Taco Cat. It was the, the Lustron show that Brian Rayum put together. Mm. And it was like, that was my first show. With Adam, Scott C and T. It was the first time I ever met those guys. Like Jacob was in it too. Oh, yeah. Damn. It was my first like community group exhibition and that was fucking cool. That's really cool. And it was like immediately when I got out of college, like dropped out at least and Yeah. That's cool. I like really honestly like I look back at that moment and realize how fortunate I was to like know those people. And now like looking at where we are now like as individuals they are some of the most talented people that i know and also like some of my closest friends like i know if i like reached out to scott zanti no matter how far away he is like he'd talk to me and just looking back and seeing his piece and being like oh my god he's the most talented person Mm -hmm. ever like who the fuck is this and then going and doing Urban Scrawl with him, and then also working with him at Memento. Yeah. It's just like somebody that became a brother. Fest too. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, what was that? It was like 2016, I think. Yeah, 2016 was my last year that I participated. It's um, going to be a bummer to not see those anymore. It is. It is a bummer just because like we work so hard. But at the same time, like I understand the need of change and transition. Yeah, for sure. You can't like beat a dead horse sometimes. Yeah. Not saying not that it was dead, but you know. No, it like Still. it just it hit its climax, and the people that were running it, like they all saw it and saw it for what it was, and they didn't want it to change. And so, I mean, yeah, they all had to change the location mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I mean, I thought that was a fun place, though. Yeah, really fun. yeah. Too. I unfortunately wasn't there. I was. Where was oh, it? dude, it was fun. It was probably in Louisville, I think, yeah, at that it time. Was a good one. Yeah, I heard great things about it. Heard they went out with a bang, which is good, but it definitely is one of those things I look back on and I feel nostalgic and kind of sad just because, like, I miss working with a group of like people like that. It was so cool. I know, I was just thinking, this is like, I feel like this is the first time we've talked in a really long time for longer than like 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. but not only that, we're not like stoned. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's pretty funny. For sure. It's fucking adults. Yeah. Jesus. Living (laughs) our lives. (laughs) I'm still a child. (laughs) Yeah, I feel. I feel like I totally still feel like a child that just looked like an adult. Yeah. Working against me at this point. I'm like, dude, why do people expect so much out of me? And then I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh yeah, it's because. I don't like a child anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sucks. Wait, you're younger than me, right? I'm 25. February 18th. Yeah, I'm 1993. Younger. I'm younger than you by like six months. Oh, yeah. August 1st. Oh, that's right. Yeah, same birthday as Blaze, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We went canoeing, brewing. Not this summer, but last summer. Oh, really fun. Cool. And it was... Are they married? No. I don't think. No. no. Well, anyways, Taylor is really fucking cool. She's, cool. she's a dope girl. I really like her. That's um, good. And Blaze seems to be doing really well, too. He's dope. Blaze is hilarious. No. I feel like we hung out around, around our birthday again. This year, we might have gone to like a bar or something. Mm-hmm. I think we went to Brothers Drake. Is what it was. Oh. We went to like a jazz night or something. Oh, cool. It was fun. Yeah, I miss those boys. Good dude. Blaze and Shane. Yeah, I saw Shane too. He's he's doing all right. Yeah, he's doing good. Um, I mean, him and his furniture design is beautiful. It's fucking spectacular. He ceases to amaze me. He's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's weird how like people get into to certain lanes that you never expected. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would have never expected him to do furniture. I don't know why. He kills it. Yeah, he's so good at it, too. Like, so detailed. Yeah. So nuts. Mm-hmm. And well, what, fucking, Bla- fucking Blaze is doing jewelry. Mind blown. Yeah, I was like, what, bro? You can wrap wires and stones and cool shit? That's... Yeah. Awesome. I mean, he was so an amazing player too. Yeah, he was really good at it. Yeah. It's so odd, like, what we get into. Yeah, it's like you spend all this time learning something just to realize you don't want to do it. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I'm kind of in that stage right now. I'm moving more into like a production role. Oh, okay. And like, 
kind of instead of designing shit, it's more like strategizing and coming up with concepts and like mm-hmm. making other people do it. Mm-hmm. Like you'd be good at that. I mean, that's what Hidden Layers was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, this is the idea. And you kicked ass at it. Yeah. It's like, this is the idea, and you guys do this. Mm-hmm. I'll show you guys how to do it, and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Go from there. But I also want to, I want to kind of, like, reinvent myself in a certain way, because, like, I'm not really reinvent, but just be more intentional. Like, I want to do, like, the production and design. Mm-hmm. But I also want to do clothing. Like, mm-hmm. I want to start getting all the shit that I think is cool from the thrift store and putting mm-hmm. a patch on it. Oh, okay. And, like, selling it or just printing t-shirts with designs that I came up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of having a boutique. I'm actually in the process right now of... I could see you doing that. Yeah. I'm in the process right now of... I'm trying to close down my parents' um, restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's not even really a restaurant. It's like a spot in, in a food court all the way up in Eastland. Mm-hmm. And that mall is I remember. Like, your mom's food's amazing. Thank you. It's, um... It's... She's, like, old now. And she, like... I actually got her to start smoking weed. And like really? Using CBDs and stuff, because... It helps her a lot of things. Like, everything was just going through the roof. She was constantly in pain. And I was like, Mom, mm-hmm. you're just fucking brownie. And, and then I started making her coconut oil and like mm-hmm. all that stuff. And she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with it. And now my pops is even getting into it, which is pretty cool. Amazing. Yeah. I remember being grounded and like shunned because of that. Mm-hmm. And now it's, it's just crazy like, how things shift. I told you guys. I mm-hmm. told you. Like, but, dude, this has helped my anxiety yeah. and depression for so long. Yeah. Like, you remember when I was a shithead from when I was like 12 to 16? It's because I wasn't smoking weed. <laughs> Yeah. Like, this shit actually helped me, dude. (laughs) It was awesome. But I'm in the process of, like, closing that down to reopen it in by Milo. Oh. Yeah, but I want it to be, we're going to do less food. It'll be more, like, kind of want to do, like, upper cup where it's just coffee and breakfast foods Mm. and, like, bagels and maybe we'll have, like, empanadas and stuff, like, Mm -hmm. just to, and maybe little dishes with rice, but nothing that's too crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the same time, sell clothes out of there. That sounds so like, like fire. Like a little, you know, and then just like every once in a while, switch out the stuff that I'm selling with someone like a local artist. Well, pop up shops. Right. So That's they can awesome. just have like be the plug for people who want to, you know, sell stuff. That's so dope. I could totally see you doing that. Yeah. And You'd then, really and then like capitalizing all the stuff that's going on at, on Milo, anyways. Mm-hmm. And just be like, yo, paint this wall. Like, do this, do that. Uh-huh. 934 Fest. Expand it over to here, you Absolutely. know, like I'll open up and people come in and do shit here, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great little area. I love that little area a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, kind of what I want to do. And just like, kind of, I just want to own something, you know, just mm-hmm. like own something and lift people up. I mean, I was engaged. That was. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for a year and a half, I was engaged. That was some wild shit. Yeah, that I was. To talk to you about this. Mm-hmm. Listen, to podcast. I don't care. Sure, but no. yeah, I'm an open book. But that uh, was definitely like the probably one of the biggest learning experiences of my life. Like, I mean, I'm 25, so it's not saying much. But even like, you know, my dad died. I didn't have any control over that. Like, I've had situations in my life I had zero control over. But then here's this 
here's this one moment where I thought that I was going to spend the rest of my life with somebody and just changed. Just, we both weren't, I don't know. So it was like a mutual thing, it wasn't like... I mean, we both knew it was coming, but I think I was more in denial of it. You know, because I was, I had this expectation and I had this, this dedication still, like, like towards the, the last three, four months, I wasn't wearing a ring, but we still were together. And so it was like, I still had this feel of loyalty and this understanding that I have to make this work. But in reality, it's just, like, you can't go back. Yeah. Yeah. But like... But I don't know why. I mean, I, I feel like that because, you know, my parents were together since they were in high school. And just, like, there's this this feeling of, like, yeah, not every moment's going to be the best. But it's how you work through those moments that define your relationship and everything. And But it was too far gone. You know, it was, like, one of those things where we thought we were two different people. And then as we were growing together, we grew as completely two different people wow. instead of together. So, was it like, it's well, it's good to hear that it wasn't like infidelity or anything like that. Because that shit I don't think. sucks. He might have cheated on me, but... There was like just some instances of lies and stuff really? like that. Yeah, like him hanging out with other girls. Like, I'm still not sure, but like, you know what? If it happened, it happened. Weird. Yeah. Like, there's really nothing you can do about it. And... I think it just comes down to like if somebody's just not satisfied or yeah. not happy in a relationship, just they're just unsure. Yeah, like there's nothing I could have done. Mm-hmm. Like I can't convince somebody to love me. Like I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. And I think through this experience of like going through this whole thing and trying so hard, made me realize like Didn't it's okay. He, like, propose to you though. Yeah. Yeah, he took me to Paris and Rome. And proposed to me. Wow. So he thought he was pretty damn sure, but I guess he didn't really know. But he's young. Yeah. You know, we're young. young. No, I think he was like a he was like a year older than me. Oh. Okay. But still young, twenty six. Yeah. Yeah. No, twenty five, because I was twenty four at the time. Yeah. I mean, we we're both babies, so For we didn't know what the fuck though. we wanted. And he was a graffiti writer, so hell, he knew what he wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For real. So, I don't know. I definitely learned a lot about myself and, like, my needs. I think that's super important, Dude. especially at this age. I feel like not a lot of us get to go through that. Like, I went through a lot in a short period of time, and immediately after it, I found out who I was, and I bounced, like, back, like, full force. Like, like full force. Dude, like, that's it's only been... Nature, that's yeah. artists work, you know? We, yeah. like... It's only been four months. No, five. Oh, wow. Since we broke up. Why does it feel like forever? I don't know. Because I've done so much. Like, I've done so much. Like, I have been going so hard. And for the first time in those months, um, during the solo exhibition, I actually thought about it. Like, I was painting my show and crying at some point. Whoa. Yeah, like, I was getting in my head. I was getting in my head hard. And it was... And it showed, too, in some of the work. And it was good. (laughs) Like, it felt so good. And, like, after that, like, I don't look back at it with any anger or pain. It's more or less, like... 
thing that needed to happen in my last podcast the um the girl that was interviewing me she was like i've always known you as an artist and expressive person and this and this and this and that and she was like how do you use how does that like differentiate you or how do you use that to help you like be good with your life or like mm-hmm. how do you use that in life in general mm-hmm. and then blah 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 but i said i was like if i don't go through um if i don't go i think it was along the lines of i would use it to show people that i'm more than what i look like because mm-hmm. we were talking about like preconceived notions and yeah like me being uh, not a white guy and coming into a society most of most people are white or you're black or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a way for me to show, like, I can do this. It's not just what you see. Yeah. But it, it led to me being, like, if I don't go through turmoil, then I don't have anything to to art. Yeah. Or, like, make things up mm-hmm. about, you know? And, like, and it's not just turmoil. Like, if something good happens to me, then I'm like, shit, I want to do something. Yeah. If something bad happens to me, then I'm like... It's life experience. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a perfect example. Of like, absolutely. Without that shit happening, you wouldn't have had this fucking dope ass show. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, and I mean, beyond that, like, and I'm okay with saying this because I have to be okay with saying this, and I feel like it should be expressed more often, but mental health is super important. And yeah, people should talk about depression and, like, yeah, anxiety and stuff. Absolutely. Like, sure. through the, my relationship with This is, is going to help a lot of people, just us talking about this. Yeah, yeah, and I, I hope it does. But, especially as artists, mm-hmm. like, I mean, this the shit, it was crazy. Like, living with another artist, working full-time with another artist, and but also having these two different massive perspectives, and then feeling isolated as a person really created this turmoil in like me and I had this really bad identity crisis and I actually went to the psych ward I was there for a week and that May April or May Mm -hmm. yeah so I was in there seven days and um what was that experience like it was incredible I don't, I don't think, I don't think anybody's going to have the experience I had, but I was put with a group of people that not only understood me, but their age was crazy. I became best friends with an 80 year old woman named Suzette. Like seriously, like I befriended a like 19 year old girl that, you know, had a baby, like all of these, these hundred percent different things like a woman was there because she was suicidal because her husband died like few months like a month before that you know it's like all of these different circumstances in this group we called ourselves the sad group and but we laughed the whole time we stayed up until four in the morning when it was supposed to be lights out and we just laughed and like that was the biggest therapy ever was just knowing that these people, I have no idea who they are. I don't know what their backgrounds are, but we are sitting here and laughing and eating cookies. Damn. And it's okay. Like, like for like 20 minutes, I'm crying, and Suzette comes over and calls me the most beautiful person she's ever met. And it doesn't matter what I've been through or where I've gone or what I'm doing. It's just this person just staring at me and looking me in the eyes and just reassuring me that 
I'm a person and I'm entitled to my emotions. Yeah. And it was it was incredible. I actually met my roommate there. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> it's so cool. It's like Damn, I can't wait to meet her. Yeah, she's great. And it's just like all of these levels and I don't again, I don't think I don't think everybody's gonna have the same experience as I did, but you take away what you put in and I I definitely tried very hard to figure out why I was there. And after that, like my ex told me he was going to be there for me, but he really wasn't. Mm-hmm. He came, he showed up once and he actually showed up an hour late or half an hour late. And I think it was in that time where I realized like this negativity isn't right for me. Yeah. Like if like somebody's supposed to be there, they'll be there. Like I shouldn't have to. On time, nonetheless. On time, yeah. Like I mean, obviously that's not it. But like, if you're only gonna show up once to be there for me, like hold my hand and just be there for me through this tr- like crazy moment in my life. Like if you're not there, then you're not there. Yeah. But if you're there, like cool, <laughs> cool. Yeah. That means yeah. I'm gonna be there for you no matter what. Yeah. But it's just one of those things, those realizations of who you need in your life, what you need in your life, and being okay with it. And I feel like I learned so much, obviously, but I understand a lot about my emotional state and then also how my work plays into my emotional state and how thankful I am for like the people in my life, but also the work, too. <laughs> and so, yeah, I feel like people need to start being okay with speaking about things like this because you'd be surprised how many people have gone through similar similar things like yeah, how many people suffer from anxiety and depression on mm-hmm. a day-to-day basis and it's just like and it becomes just, too much yeah or they just like ignore it mm-hmm. you know until it explodes in their face and that's kind of what it did for me like i didn't ignore it i definitely like tried but when I things don't think you can be an artist and ignore your depression yeah anxiety. like that's mm-hmm. i think that's why we do art but there does come a point where you have to talk to someone about it or you have to like surrender to it Mm -hmm. and the art isn't going to be enough sometimes absolutely absolutely like comes to a point where you start you need to start understanding like either the repetition of images you're creating or your repetitive thoughts or finding coping mechanisms other than your artwork and like that's okay like knowing just knowing that is okay. I think it was my biggest thing because for the longest time I'm like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> like, what's wrong with me? And I'm just like, no, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm a normal person. Like anybody that doesn't feel this way, they're not normal. Like yeah. the lack of emotion or the lack of empathy or turmoil, like that, that that's something wrong. Like yeah, that's crazy. Sure. Like I feel something and that's fine. Yeah. You know? So. I don't know if I've ever met anyone that doesn't like feel anything. I feel like that would be really, like a really weird person. Yeah. I don't know. They're out there. Like just like a numb person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like stuff happens to them and they feel like, again, it's like coping. Yeah. It's not necessarily that they don't feel anything, but the way that they cope with their environment, it become it comes off as they don't feel anything. Yeah. Like empathy is out the window. It's um, it's kind of like a narcissist. Yeah, I can yeah. see that mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, 
but yeah, it was it was an interesting time in my life. So twenty five years. Fuck yeah. <laughs> go to the psych ward. I feel like I <laughs> got a, a badge of honor. <laughs> like I'm living life. <laughs> oh, dude, look! I went to the to the museum today to see yeah. that thing. Uh huh. There's this really cool. Um, this really cool. You should take it. Okay. If they don't change the sticker, you should try to go because they make you pay to go into the thing. Oh, okay. But um, what's it called? Put it on. Put it on something that like it'll come off. It'll of. come off. Will it come off? It's plastic. Right thing? here. Right here. The metal, oh, the metal. metal. Um, what's it called? It was this. It's called. The guy's name was Isaac Julian. He was a filmmaker. Okay. From the nineteen from nineteen. 18 and up. Mm-hmm. Well, at least that's where that film was, but he did. It's called I Too Sing America, and it has to do with the writings of Langston Hughes, and he okay. it with his films. Mm-hmm. And it was fucking insane. It was all dudes from the 19, from 1918, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was filmed in that era, and the, the, the people that. Um, the film was about, like. It was all men. They were all like dressed up in suits and shit, and like they were all dancing to like jazzy music mm-hmm. in this like this like uh, lounge or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was like super extravagant. Like there was like big, giant Victorian chairs and like that whole Victorian vintage shit, uh-huh. and like smoke in the air. There's like film noir <laughs> kind of thing. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But it was all about men, men interacting with other men. So mm-hmm. like. There was like this like homosexual um, context to it, mm-hmm. and like, but at the same time there was a, a lot of femininity in it. Then there was like these, there was a, so there was like those those dudes in like the suits. Mm-hmm. There was mostly black men, but there was also white men in there, and then there was, then they had like. So they had the dudes in the, in the suits or whatever, mm-hmm. juxtaposed to these like angel-looking things. Okay. Like, it was, like dudes in leotards and like they were they had like angel wings, but they didn't they weren't like like the typical like white angel like feathery angel thing you would see. They were more like almost like the monkeys from um, Wizard of Oz. Oh yeah. They were like re- like really weird. Odd. But it was like the whole the whole story was just like the the two perspectives shifting back and forth, mm-hmm. and like one of them overcoming the other, and like it just spoke to a lot of like what was going on in that era. I had no clue that that was something that was represented in that era, mm-hmm. you know. And like to see it and to think about that, the time that we're going through now, mm-hmm. and what they must have been going through, and the ridicule they must have gotten. Showing that film back oh, then. Oh, I bet. All that stuff is just like that's wild. really mind boggling to see. So, like, oh, if you man, get a chance. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. How long will it be going? Weird. I think it's going to be up all year. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah. go. Thank you for, you know, helping me figure this thing out. Yeah. Thank you for having this me. Algorithm. I feel I'm really happy we did this because, like, I feel like we haven't talked in a really long time. Yeah, for sure. I feel great now mm-hmm. about us and, like, uh, catching up. Catching up, you mm-hmm. know. So, so yeah. Um, that was Mandy Caskey. <laughs>